Sarah, thank you for being there with us on Splash 105.5 FM. This is your Integrity Station and we thank you always for joining us on the program right here, Economic Searchlight. I told you that at half past 11, we'll be going to the Africa Check of Hour. Uh, on Africa Check, uh, we'll be looking at uh, fact-checking efforts of the African Check, particularly taking a look at some of their reports and helping you to make sense of some of these reports uh, today on the program. So, as you join us, you'll be able to understand some of the issues around the facts that we have right here. Mutrayo Jewel from the Africa Check is joining us this morning. Hello, Mutrayo. Hi, thanks for having me. It's Thank good you. to have you here. All right, there's this report you. you did, your organization did. It was published on the 19th of April, 2022, and it says yeah. on coronavirus, COVID-19, no, Nigeria's yeah. COVID cases did not jump 45% in the first nine days of April, 2022. Uh, take me through yeah. that uh, the nation report and uh, why there's a need to actually debunk this story. Because I saw that this was published from the nation newspaper on April 11. 2022. Yes. 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 Thank you so much for this opportunity. Now, I must say that the report was done by my colleague, Sheyi Awojulube, mm. and I know she did a wonderful job. So now, uh, anything else, as I said earlier on, we're always so quick to jump on it. Mm. So the claim was that um, COVID cases in the country increased 45% from 1st to the 9th of April. Mm. Now, the April 11th April article from The Nation cited data from NCDC, that's the Nigerian yeah. Center for Disease Control, mm-hmm. and they said that new cases increased from 182 to 265 in the period. Mm. Now, I must really, really appreciate NCDC for quickly jumping at it and debunking and letting them know that, you know, the claim is inaccurate. So the following day, Ifa Dayuadekifa, that's the NCDC Director General, he quickly told journalists that the report, you know, the reports published were inaccurate. Now, this is what he said, and I'm quoting him. He said that in the preceding week, that there were 182, 182 cases, that's 182 cases, mm. and that it went up by 265 by April 9th. So, however, he said using raw numbers without denominators is wrong. Mm. You know, and he, he also said that when you say 182, 182 of what? of how many, you know, of how many cases, and that the denominator was not taken into account. So that was from the fault of the, the reporter or whoever did the report. Now, NCDC, he also said that NCDC had not seen a 45% increase in cases, but that the test positivity rate, and I, I would really want to stress that, that the test positivity rate was 0.2 in the previous two weeks counted. Now, we should give it up for NCDC that publishes um, COVID-19 data on its um, official Twitter account three times mm. a week and um, daily updates on its website. Now, following what was published, because we are, we're, we're always, you know, how would I put it? We must follow data. We must follow what was published. Yeah. Mm. We are not the experts. Yeah. So, so based on what was published, the number of new infections on 31st March and 4th April were published on 2nd April. Now, according to the data, 53 new COVID cases were recorded. 
not the 182 cases reported by the nation. Admission. Now, NCDC went, yeah, NCDC went a step further to say that the number of cases recorded in the preceding week from 26th March to 1st April was 172. Mm. 172, mm. yeah. Mm. So from 2nd to 11th April, the total number of recorded cases was 165, not the 265 cases reported by the news organization now so in a nutshell in summary nigeria's number of covid cases did not increase by 45 percent and it actually reduced from 172 to 165 mm. so this is all grammar the bottom line is that journalists must be you know follow data we are not the experts i always say whenever you are not sure of something reach out to the experts we are also checking another report which is yes Yet to the pub, um, okay. yet to be published. Tell about it. By another, yeah, it's by another. I can't really spill out the beans. Mm. But it's by <laughs> another organisation that didn't take time to read thoroughly what else they published on their website. They just took out the first paragraph and you know quickly published on the website. And uh, we always say, which is why we are here at NCDC, we're so you know we we embrace uh, media literacy. We also embrace trained journalists. To ensure that they publish the right data. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All right. So let me let me because this is fact check and it also helps yeah. us as journalists uh, to do a better job. Uh, what yeah. what are the things that journalists should do, uh, particularly when they have to deal with data uh, from agencies like NCDC, NBS, and mm-hmm. the rest? Uh, are there yeah. rule of the thumbs? Are, are there processes that we should follow? Uh, are, are there things that we should check, mm. you know, when we are trying mm. to put together a report like this that has to do with health and yes. data. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. That's such an important question. Now, the first thing is to go to their website, which we all do. Then secondly, read thoroughly. Most times, we journalists, we just read the first few paragraphs and we go ahead. Read thoroughly. Now, SDC sometimes puts out data that we are not sure of. Please go ahead to reach out to them. And I must really give it up for NCDC. That's um, Emeka, who, who I usually liaise with. And not only Emeka, other agencies mm. have people that you can liaise with. You can just quickly send them a message, be it WhatsApp or whatever, and, you know, just get clarification. Mm. So at Africa Tech, what, what we do, which other journalists can embrace, embrace, is apart from going to the websites of agencies, the NCDC, we also put a full call through to them to really understand, to really make sure that, you know, we are relying on the right data and we are quoting or, you know, using the right information. So it's one step to go to the website and get information. Mm-hmm. It's another step to reach out to them, put a phone on make sure that you at least reach out to them because sometimes you're relying on the wrong data or you're totally misquoting them mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, yeah, totally putting out the wrong information, if this answers your question. Mm-hmm. Now, the first thing that came to me in your report, uh, in Number Lucia mm-hmm. Awojulibay, is that mm-hmm. NCC said the new super headline was wrong. I mean, when the, when mm. the headline is actually wrong, you'll probably be skeptical mm. about the content. Uh, so, mm. in doing this due diligence by reporters, uh, what would we be mm. saving? Oh, not much. For example, I think you would be saving, the first thing is panic. Mm. You'll be saving, and what I've, we've also come to realize is that there are people that we publish data from you know, media organizations like The Nation, mm. you go 
However, there was one, there was a report that we debunked, and somebody from, I think from the US or say, US or so, or India, I think it's India, she went there and she was like, oh, that the organization had actually picked up this data and republished it. Mm. So I think we are saving ourselves and a lot of stress, and you are, you are preventing other organizations from republishing the wrong data, if mm. that's it, mm. Yeah, it goes mm. a long way. It goes a mm. long way. Mm. Okay, so, yes, one, one of the and I love the way you have put it out, that we will not let other people go to the press with the wrong information or spread mm. this wrong data uh, beyond mm. the shores. Uh, okay, so mm. let's, let's go to uh, other areas, particularly from this report. Uh, when we are dealing okay. with data like this, uh, data mm. in percentage. Is it easy for yes. us if you do not have? Because I saw the report, the indices put out that they did not use denominators. Yes. Uh, so should, exactly. should journalists <laughs> who are not who are not entrained in statistics who do not understand yes. the you know the intricacies yes. of statistics to mm. venture mm. into using you know figures in percentages? Definitely, we can't say they shouldn't publish, you know, do their job. They have mm. to do their job. But if you're like me, that you don't like math, I think the best thing is to reach out to an expert and ensure that you really understand. We always go an extra mile to ensure that we understand what we're publishing and that we are putting out the right data. Because we've come to realize that there are people who are 100 times smarter than you and know much more than what mm. you're doing. So if you're a journalist and you're not good with statistics data, please reach out to an expert and ensure that you understand Understand what you are going to put out there before you go ahead. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. experts should be at your fingertips. Yeah, so we need to to work with experts in putting this mm. this truth together, particularly when it comes to mm. using data and raw material, raw numbers. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, so tell yes. us tell us how rigorous it is to put up a fact check report. I, I, I guess because I've done this for years, it's not as rigorous as it used to be when I first started. But it involves a lot of work. As I said, there are times when me, I cover health. There are times when I have to call, you know, countries like, you know, Switzerland, Geneva, especially WHO. And you know how, how it is calling them. So, but we just have to do that. It's not so easy, but we have to do that. And, you know, putting out a fact check or a report is not just a ride in the park. You have to ensure that, you know, every paragraph values, you're reaching out to the right experts. Because in the health sector, if I may use that word, there are different specialists. So you can't be reaching out to a GP if you have to reach out to a gynecologist or someone else. So it's a lot of work. It involves reaching out to the right people, you know, doing a lot of research. I remember when I joined, my, my editor was like, this job is not the jump from one assignment to the other. Or you would sit in front of your laptop and practically spend hours. There are times when I'm in front of my laptop from morning to evening, mm. just trying to dig and dig and dig. Because you don't want, you know, somebody to call you out and say, okay, you didn't publish the right information. You know, as a fact-taking organization, you have to be on top. Sure. So it's a lot of work, but I, I, I can see I'm enjoying it. Mm, yeah, That's nice. So, so tell us about other things <laughs> that Africa Check has been doing lately. Okay, so we've been training because we're into training. We've been training and we're also looking at, you know, the area of secondary schools. Because we've come to realize that, you know, we have to catch them young and ensure that, you know, we groom, you know, the young ones to ensure that, you know, they don't 
uh, republish, or no, I wouldn't use the word republish, but they don't follow the footsteps of our great grandparents who get information on WhatsApp and quickly share it. And read. so we've been, you know, trying to build up, you know, a, a platform where we can train journalists, where we can also train schools. But at the moment, we're just focusing on election work. Apart from the fact that we have training by the side, we're focusing on election work because there's so much, and I can say that there's so much, you know, false information flying here. There's, you know, Nigeria is building up to the election. Mm. So that's what we've been digging our heads into, focusing mm. on that. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm interested in knowing, sorry, let me just want to, I want to just no let you help, help me. Uh, how you rate okay. your claims, you, you know, how you rate your claims, uh, correct, mostly correct, unproven. How do you come about rating these claims? Okay, so these claims were designed way before I was born, but that's just on a lighter note. But they were designed, you know, by the, our founder and, you know, a community of people. But just to give you a quick summary. So now, if we uh, check a claim and we rate it correct, that means everything tallies. There's no loophole, there's no gap. Mm. Everything is on point, and mm. we say this is correct. But when we say it's mostly correct, that means, you know, you're not there. Probably you should have said 15 or mm. you said 13. Mm. It would be really unfair to say that you are incorrect. So would probably would say mostly correct. But however, if you were to use a 2014 data that provides a particular number, or you use a, a 1999 data mm. and it also gives you a wrong number that's incorrect because mm. you use mm. it the wrong data and when we say yes when we say unproven that means you know the right that we can't access the right data or the right data is not available so we would say it's unproven we're sort of like we're not saying it's incorrect and we're not saying it's correct so it's unproven mm. and we also use unproven when the data you provide us we you know we we sit down and we really digest it and it doesn't go well with us. And we, even when we reach out to experts, it doesn't go well with them. We would say it's unproven. unproven. Then, mm. And I, I think I've said incorrect. When you use the yes. wrong data and, yes. you know, the figures are, are wrong, it's incorrect. Yeah. And so you also have exaggerated, misleading, and... The oh, others. yes. Thank you so much. So using a, they have a headline, for example... Mm. So the report I wrote, uh, I, I think I've forgotten, but a report about, okay, um, so when we say misleading, let me just quickly say, when we say a headline is misleading, misleading, that means, you know, the headline doesn't tally with what is in the body of the, you know, the story. Yeah. Just for example, the report we are working on, on monkeypox, I don't know if you've seen it, mm -hmm. but it's about, you know, uh, it was a headline that said Nigeria has confirmed an outbreak, you know, that's a misleading head and an outbreak of monkeypox. Because when we read the story, it has, you know, there's no, there's nothing that really confirms it, if I might use that word. So we'd say the headline is misleading. Then when we use exaggerated, that means you are, if you were to say 90% uh, of children die of, of, you know, of probably diarrhea or something, you would say 90, but you say uh, 110 or something. You know, you are exaggerating. So we wouldn't say you are incorrect, but yeah, but you're exaggerating. Mm. I think I've spoken too much. Yeah, <laughs> I know you have said so much, and I appreciate okay. all that you have said. Uh, I've been speaking with Mutrayo Joel, Nigeria Deputy Editor and Health Researcher.
from Africa Check today on the program. So I want to thank, thank you, you for spending time with us on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So wish you a wonderful time. Have a wonderful weekend. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, that was Joel, uh, right there, speaking to us about the health research on COVID-19 uh, and trying to clear the air on some misinformation uh, from a tabloid. We'll take a short break and we'll come back over time for us to say bye. and comfortable fully furnished hostel accommodation in the University of Ibadan? Or are you in search of a place for seminars and executive trainings? Look no further. Adiba Yuakonde Hall is the go-to place for your lodging needs with a home away from home feel. Adiba Yuakonde Hall is a four-star hostel built in a serene environment with constant supply of electricity. It has fully furnished rooms that gives you great comfort at an affordable price. Affordable price. Adiba Yuakonde Hall is located at Ajibode Extension, University of Ibadan. For inquiries and reservations, visit www.adebayohall.com or call 080-5699-8718 or 080-5699-8719 or 080-5699-8720. Adibayu Akonde Hall. Built for comfort. Built for you. Let's close with this report from Datafight today. Uh, what is 6.63 billion cubic meters of gas flood in Nigeria worth? A huge question done by Ode Udu, May 11, 2022. It's an environment. Approximately 6.63 billion cubic meters of gas was flared across the various oil fields in Nigeria in 2021. The flaring trend shows that the volume flared in 2021 represented least flared output. Also, it shows a continuous reduction in flaring in the last three years as flared output dropped from 7.82 BCM, that is billion cubic meters, in 2019 to 7.19 billion cubic meters in 2020 and then 6.63 billion cubic meters in 2021 while gas flaring which is a combination of associated gas generated during production is on a downward trend it still signifies significant revenue losses for nigeria especially because of the insufficient revenue burden that the country is facing flood gas has a significant impact on the economy and by extension development so in 2021 an estimated 761.19 million dollars was lost to gas flaring a total of 316.5 billion monetary value 
will have accrued to the government if it had captured this volume island repurposed it. So what it means is that Nigeria lost about 316.5 billion naira and 761.19 million dollars. This sum will have been helped country provide basic amenities as stated in 2022 fiscal budget. The amount would have financed the total expenditure for primary health care centers, rural electrification projects, and the maintenance of all road and bridge projects by the Federal Road Maintenance Agency, FEMA. This have a collective figure of 227.13 billion naira. That's a data according to Datafight this morning. So I'll close with Datafight findings. Thank you for staying with us on Splash 105.5. I have to go. Uh, thank you for being part of this economic satellite for this week. Desmond Adibuye got the console of a great immense help to me, and I thank Ifeolua. Good morning. Have a wonderful day. Spread your wings on Splash 105. <laughs> 